And welcome, everyone. Uh, I've got a lot more to say today, and we're going to get right into it in a second with my guest, Rob Schneider. Mark Gergos is going to drop in and give us an update on his suit against Governor Newsom in the state of California. Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. But first, I want to say happy birthday to the great at First Lady of Love, Susan Pinsky. Thank you. I, I have been struggling to make this a good day for her and she asked for one thing she wanted the vaccine for her birthday which i could not swing but i made an appointment for myself and i went to get the vaccine and was rejected and i'm furious <laughs> about it uh because i didn't have the right paperwork uh and by the way was because thoroughly i didn't mistreated it. <laughs> by at least one person there it's just in people are getting off on being these authoritarian pricks it's weird but anyway so, so <laughs> i'm going to be checking my email the entire show because supposedly i'm going to get an email that's going to tell me where i'm going to fall in the queue i certainly do not want to step out of line so As I want to know who told you to show Washington. up at three o'clock. They told me to show up at three o'clock. I showed up at two o'clock because I thought it's it's not going to be easy. I just know it. It's not going to be easy. And they looked at me like, uh, no, you're not right. You don't belong. You got so I talked to multiple. I went to every staff office Dr. in the hospital. Drew who? And by the way, as I made my way through medical staff uh, departments, I'm certain I exposed myself to COVID in the process. So it was it was a good okay. It was a good just afternoon. get it and get it over with. God damn it. Yeah. Well, give it to me. That's Susan. Kiss me. That kiss me. It's Susan's, my birthday. That is Susan's uh, modality, and I suspect it's the same. I'll Rob, kiss your ass. Just get over here. The okay. great Rob Schneider. Let's bring him in. <laughs> Champion. What's that, buddy? How are you, champion? Good to see you, my friend. So uh, are you, like my wife, hoping to get COVID? I already had it in January. I didn't even know I had it. I didn't know what it was. My doctor said, well, that's probably what you have four months later. Perfect. But I remember it was like, that's why I know this thing for sure came from China because I, I felt I couldn't breathe. I felt stuffed up. I couldn't taste anything. It's exactly what I, I feel every time I eat Chinese food. So I'm 100% I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. I, that's not an expert. I'm not like an epidemiologist. I understand. But I just, I <laughs> just, just a lay opinion. Food. Just guessing. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, President-elect Biden has said the worst is ahead. And, and I was thinking about that today when he got up and said that. And I thought, I'm not sure that's true. I don't, I don't think that's so. What do you think? I, I think that the, as far as like... You never hear Ronald Reagan said, you know, our best times are behind us. <laughs> well, let me tell you, I'm, that's like Walter Mondale saying, I promise if elected, I will raise taxes. Well, you know, he's not exactly gal galvanizing the support of the people. But that's a that's a that's the, the Democratic uh, formula for you, though. You know, the doom and gloom. Turn to the government. We'll save you. You know. Yeah. And, and uh, you you were a time honored liberal, as as was I. And I yes, feel like how that could you? How could you not be? And you're. I mean, who? I'm a classic 1970s San Francisco liberal. Gay rights, of course. We, you know, the uh, women's rights. You know, reproductive rights. Whatever you want. I mean, I mean, equal rights. I mean, uh, civil rights. Of course, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. And now that makes me an arch conservative. 
Isn't How that dare weird? you want be able to say anything you want? It's so what if weird. you say something that could hurt people? What if I, what, what what aren't they responsible for how they interpret that? No, we're going to decide what that is. No, it, it is. We, we're having we're having a real crunch here. A, a real um, it's like a pincher attack on personal liberties and freedoms. Now, hey, listen, I'm all happy for you if you want to be part of the of the experimental human trials for this new vaccine. I'm all for it. I'm in. I'm, but, I'm, I'm so mad I didn't get the vaccine. I knew you would be happy that I didn't get it, but I, I'm I glad can't you get didn't. it fast I hope enough. You, uh, and I by the way, the I called the hospital ahead to don't. You're get right. <laughs> but you're right, though. Uh, one of the reasons one of my motivations is I do want to push this forward. And, and if there is something good or bad, I'm happy to be a human subject. You know what I'm saying? So that's fine with me. That's fine. All right. Well, that's very kind of you. Yeah. But no, no. Uh, I signed up for the clinical trials. I signed up for everything. I just can't seem to get the damn vaccine. It's weird. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because. I just remember back in March when we were still talking about this and, you know, when this was happening and, and, you know, they, they uh, the, the, the mighty Jeff Bezos, New York times, I don't even call it the New York times anymore. It's just, is Jeff Bezos, is the Washington post as he owns or is it, is it uh, the post, he owns, he owns the, the post, post, but the New York times is, uh, I, I, I love that he owns paper. The post. Now I'm suing them and I drop my uh, subscription. I can't read it anymore. I know it's just, you know, because they, they just lie. They lie. They, do. they misinterpret. They lied about our conversation and they just said, like, I willfully went to a restaurant while knowingly it was closed when when they could have easily found out that it was oh, restaurants were still open that day. Right. And, uh, and it's just they don't care. It's it just became about an agenda. Right. And um, I really think that, uh, you know, the that they hurt themselves. I think the media once Trump goes away and he's going to go away for a while and he's going to start his own, you know, conservative Twitter or whatever he's going to do. Um, all their ratings are going to go down the toilet. Yeah, they're just going to go, and and they're going to go like, what happened? And and I really think uh, the and I don't mind. Hey, listen, I'm all for the press. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things that 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 uh, you know the fourth estate is the most important thing for freedoms. But they've been so warped and so agenda based, and they never go back and admit when they're wrong. Right, and, that's and admit the when they make a mistake. And the people that they destroy in the process. That and, was very sickening. Right. And so they came after us. And in, in retrospect, I guess we'd have to listen to what we were said back then. But I don't think anything yeah. we said turned out to be radical or even wrong. Did it? No. It just basically this was a respiratory thing that doesn't affect uh, the majority of people. Now it turns out here we are almost a year later. And it's uh, it's got an if it's got a, if you look at the numbers from the CDC, it's got a 99.8 percent cure rate. So the people that now I would say what we didn't know at that time was that there are people who are affected by it, which yes. is very, very Severely. small percentage. Yes. And a very, very small percentage of people under 50. It's like 0. 0.00002. Yeah. Now, or, or is it 0. 0.0006 is for under 50. Under 19 is 0. 0.00002. Yeah. So, but if you are affected by it, then there are people that have very uh, complicated problems. You can right. have long, long, uh, what we didn't know at the time was the, the long-term the problems. The long haulers, yeah. Which were very yeah, it's like blood, in, blood yeah. clots, and also organ things. And hey, and I, I'm not negating any of that. I'm just saying that, like, what the press, in my opinion, was uh, not just was was criminally, uh, you know, uh, criminally neglect was also to cover what was happening to the economy, what was happening, and and also for delayed treatments and why they why they wouldn't talk about that. And that that was very um, to, to me. Uh, you know, unforgivable for the press. And, and you know, it's funny, Rob, you, you're still taking aim at the press, which I get what you're saying. And I, I remember it. And I was upset the whole time, 
But I'm left with a deep concern slash what's the right emotion? It's sort of resentment, angry feeling towards public health officials because oh, they yeah, have, yeah, yeah. they've botched it completely. They've done the opposite of what their job is. Quarantining sick people, careful public health messaging, finding where the problems are. Like here in Los Angeles, which I know you are no longer a citizen. We'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> yeah. But here in Los Angeles, there are regions that are just getting just terrible outbreaks and nobody from public health going in there going, what's going on? And there are regions that are doing really well only in Los Angeles, like African-Americans are doing really well in South Central. And we don't know why, because they're not willing to go in yeah. there and look at it and maybe reproduce whatever's going on right. It's really sickening to me that they're just sitting in there on high with their ideological sort of goggles on and, and they can't adjust direction. They can't think. They can't do their job. It's really bothering me. It's the same thing you're saying about the press, I guess. Well, it does. Well, exactly. Because what the press is just doing is spouting the... Um government, um, there's no more questioning of, of government and no more question of government policy. And I think they have to uh, question it and you have to look at things. And, and you're right. There's some places that are doing extremely well. And as a matter of fact, I have to thank the press for, 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 you know, shoving this down my throat by the New York times piece. So I say, you know what, I will get involved and I will find out and I will speak and I will be one of the few spoken outspoken people to question uh, what's happening. Like for instance, Florida, Florida has, I would say, the most majority of old people in America. They have half the deaths of New York, and they're wide so open. Look at, and they're wide open, and it's wide, and they're wide open. And California's closed and, down. And by the way, and, and cases of sword. And, and I'm I'm staying agnostic on whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing. But how about somebody goes in there and figures out why it's working? Somebody looks at that. A scientist go in there and find out why it worked. What's going on? Yes, and and I think to to completely. You know, if you dare say anything like, hey, you have an immune system, what are ways to boost that immune system? Or what are the people who are not getting this? What are they doing? Like you said, and the areas that are doing well, let's find out. Let's dig in. Find out. Let's talk about this and let's not uh, go after and attack people who dare question uh, what the, the government well, is. is, well, is, is, is I, and I must tell you, as a scientist, you always have to have alternative opinions. That's how science moves forward. I miss all the alternative opinions. That's why I talk to people on this program that have different ideas, just because that's how science moves forward. I want to read something from Sarah Moore. She says, Dr. Burke's got to hang with her own family, but we should be ashamed of doing the same thing. Thoughts? Dr. Burke's now is on the record, uh, hot off the presses while we were heating up here, Rob. She's going to retire. She's going to retire because of the social media attack has been too much for her. So a year late, by the way, I think she also should be done. She should also have to pay some money for that, too. Well, I, I just would say that uh, congratulations to you and to me. We sort of moved through a similar storm to what she's <laughs> what she's withstanding. We're we're still standing. We're still thinking. Dr. Burks. Yeah. Still thin skin, Doctor Burks. I, I think we were personally. I think we were too hard on her. I understand yeah, why. Too. And and I was in a sort of a protective mode for her. And now she's a high quality professional. We're going to lose. Why? Because people are shitheads on social media. <laughs> it's too much. It's crazy. It is. Trolls. It is. But at the same time, you can understand the anger. I do. You I can do. understand. You, oh, you, you I can do. say like a 15-day lockdown that's nine months. And they never said, you know, we're wrong about that 15 days. Just 15 days. There is no plan. It's an evolving plan. And, and at the end of the day, what it really has to do is we have to admit that there's going to be a certain amount of risk in society. The idea that you're going to just shut it all down for any group of people. Like my mom's 92. She's going to be 92 in February. And she got this too and survived it. 
So the idea that well, you know, only she ten, said she, I don't, I don't want to say only, but 10% die, 90% get through it. 90%. Yeah. So oh, yeah, of that pretty age? good numbers at that age, or it's like 85% yeah. or something. It's like, that's pretty good numbers. So we have to look at this and go, okay, well, what are the other effects that are happening? And, and then who's benefiting from it? Because at a certain point now, when you, when you're bankrupting people and, and, you know, Congress is still getting uh, at least a hundred thousand dollars a year. And, and yet they're giving $600 uh, checks out this week. You have, people have a right to be angry, but I also think people need to need to call uh, and, and these politicians who would not make those assessments and would not adjust to what's happening, uh, I think they have to be held accountable, and they will. I mean, I, I, I'm saying right now, in the most democratic of states, you're not going to have, uh, you, you have a really good chance of having Gavin Newsom uh, uh, recalled. There's a good, really good chance. I would say, you know, for California to have somebody recalled, the last time was 2003, I'd say it's about almost 50% chance now, which is really good. That That is not bad. And speaking of chances, you finally, not only do you change your sort of, you didn't change your ideas about politics, but the, you got abandoned by by your parties and you eventually abandoned the very state that was your I home did. for your I, whole life. Well, I lived my whole life in California and I love California. California, I mean, I call it's it's the most beautiful. I call it the Siberian gulag by the beach. I love it. <laughs> but it's just, you have a one-party system and as much as like, you don't want to compare it to, in say, China-fornia, but like China has a one-party system. Right. So, you know, and so when you don't have, you know, and God bless the Republicans and the Democrats there, but if you don't have anybody, that's why I think even Joe Biden is, is hoping that uh, Georgia, uh, uh, you know, has that those Republicans win the Senate. So he can so at least have some buttress against some some form of, uh, of radicalism that could push things too far. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think you want moderation. And so what you do, you don't have moderation in California. And like, to me, what doesn't make sense is that you can limit these people's uh, ability to move around. And yet you have an, a huge homeless population oh and you don't see COVID, you don't see COVID exploding in homeless population. I was in, uh, I was in Venice beach, uh, last week driving out there to, to get some, uh, some, to get some supplies from Erewhon to drive back to Arizona. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my, I see. My, all right. And, uh, I was like Calcutta. You can't have you can't have this. You have to deal with this homeless population. It is unacceptable for for that in Los Angeles, and I well, can see the frustrations of people. I could I couldn't live there anymore because of that, and also because of my kids not going to school. My kids they do not get this. They don't spread it. There's been no proof that any child has spread this to a teacher anywhere in the world that I've that I've seen or heard of. Well, not only that, and, it's so interesting to me when other countries talk about lockdowns. <coughs> everywhere in Europe, kept schools open. So they did not include schools. It generally didn't even include restaurants or businesses. It sort of included like after hours pubs and things. And, and, and that's about it. Well, don't they, doesn't it at this point not seem scientific at all, but seem like a religion. It It seems seems like a religion. It has, it has an architecture of religious indoctrination. 100% speaking, speaking of religion, let's bring in the great Mark Garagos, who uh, has a religious, uh, cross to bear against the state of California. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, welcome. Hi, Mark. Mark, Rob, Mark. Oh, oh no. Hey, hi, Daffy Duck. How We're are getting you? the strangest distortion on your voice. It's really interesting. I, I've no, never hey, heard Mark, that before in any stream, but uh, it sounded like Alvin and throats, the Chipmunks. Any throat surgery recently? <laughs> any? Oh, oh, goodness Mark. gracious. 
log out and log back in again because that. All right, Mark, Susan wants you to, to go away and come back. <laughs> Try it again. That is uh, funny. So, how do you find Arizona, Rob? How how is life in Arizona? Is it better than California? It's been good. The only it's I like it. I mean, the only problem is both my kids are eaten by scorpions. But other than that, ooh, it's been very wow. <laughs> no, Tell no, us more. No, That's interesting. No, my my wife got bit by a, a scorpion the first week we were here, and that that was not good. Isn't she you know, from the great Sonoran Desert of Mexico? <laughs> she is. My wife's Mexican, so yeah, which means that we. Which means the scorpion, we had to take him right to the hospital. <laughs> we had to, we had to get he would not come back to the house until so so, we had the whole house hey, prayed for Mexicans. What is going on with Real Rob? <laughs> I love that show. Uh, what's going oh, on? Come God on, bless now. you. Well, we're trying to do another one. It's just it's tougher and tougher as time goes on. But I think we're we're about to start work on something. She's going to do a morning show now, and what? it looks like I'm heading off to Mexico to do a movie. So wait a minute, wait, 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 slow down. She's doing a morning show for Mexico or for out here? She's gonna do. It's gonna for for. Uh, we can't announce it yet, but it's for. It rhymes with Shmoony Vision, but we're doing. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna do a morning show. We're gonna go up against the other ones. So she's gonna do it in Spanish and very happy. Patricia Maya, if you people want to look it up, she's and very then, uh, she's very talented. Rob met her on a television set. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's yeah. lovely. So we're have we're having a good time, and it's good. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, Arizona's really nice, and I really feel like it's uh, uh, the politics. The people want to just. There's more libertarian. I mean, I, I am very liberal of all social. Uh, you, you can't imagine I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm liberal. I'm yeah, I know. But I really think that I want the government to leave me alone. Yeah, I, I get do. it. I and get I, it. I don't want it's I don't funny, want them, hearing, I don't want them taking my taxes. I'm hearing more you know? and more and more of that from people just like, oh, my God, it's like this is this is and they seem incompetent. Not the government in terms of the overreach. It all seems completely incompetent. Uh, is Mark there now? Can we yes. get him in? Okay, let's get Mark Garagos in. Let's here. hope his voice works this time. All right, let's see what we got. Mark, you with me? I'm with you. There I'm you go. Yeah. You have no idea what that sounded like before. It really is like <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. I, I was trying to tell you, Alvin and the Chipmunks was uh, was a guy by the name of Bagdasarian, an Armenian from Fresno. So it's quite appropriate. <laughs> well, I will remember wow. that reference and continue to to uh, think highly of it. Uh, so what is the update on your suit towards the uh, governor and the federal government and the state? I, I don't get all the different layers that are going on now. So. I, I, you know, I started off as a lawyer, uh, kind of detoured into a restaurateur, and now I've merged the two of them only because um, only here in California, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I was listening to you two, the, the comparisons. You know, people don't realize Los Angeles was a outlier in terms of a shutdown or lockdown. We locked down here in California, unlike the other 50 some odd counties way before. And now we are the epicenter of the COVID in not just in California, but in the world. Right. And, and so, Mark, what you're, I, saying, what you're saying is lockdowns work, right? They work ex yeah, like I mean, crazy, right? <laughs> if you're the virus, if you're the virus, it works great. Yeah, it's you're the virus's best friend. And, you know, all you had to do and what we've done is we showed we filed against the county when the county did their ordinance. Uh, Catherine Barger, to her credit, and Janice Hahn, to their credit, tried to ask some questions of the county health officer who, I, I don't want to say she lied, but she uh, did not tell the truth. Let's just say that. And it was obvious once we filed the lawsuit against them, the judge here in L.A. County excoriated them. And I told Drew this before, Rob, but he issued a 53-page order. I've been literally dug into the weeds. And when the doctor who's head of Health and Human Services in California was asked about it, 
he said, well, yeah, there really isn't any danger to outdoor dining, but basically we just wanted to, we wanted to lock down the state. We just want to control you more. Yeah. And we're going to lie to you as we do it. I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling. And and Sheila Kuehl, who should be um, tarred and feathered, Sheila Kuehl just, she lied. I mean, there, she says there's six studies, there's this, there's that, there's nothing, nothing. You know what they did to show you how little respect they have for your tax money. The County order expired on December 16th. Okay. Our judge, the judge Chalfon had had said you can't do this again, but their order expired on the 16th. On the 18th, the county hired not the didn't use their own lawyers, not their first outside law firm, but hired a second outside law firm to go to the court of appeal to have the court of appeal stay an order by the judge that on an order that had already expired. So that's the insanity here. So what we it's did funny, is we Mark. Hired, it it parallels the public health insanity very closely. I must say, as from a physician looking at their behavior, it's the same kind of insanity. It's like this is not just the way that's not proper practice of law. I keep saying, what happened to public health policy? What happened to the practice of medicine? What what's going on here? Judge Chalfont did a really nice job of saying, I'm going to give the county not one, not two, three chances to give me any data. Anything. Just give me a study. Give me a one. observation. One. Yeah. They came up with one. You know what it is, Drew. They came up with a 27-year-old in Wuhan in March who said he had gotten the virus while he was outdoors. That right. was it. Right. Uh, other than that, there is no study. Now what's infuriating. And by the way, that's not a study. That's a, an anecdotal report. Not a study. Exactly. Exactly. And he had to explain to the county public health is not eliminating all risk by definition, public health by statute. It's in the code. It's you know this is the what the law is. The law says you balance risks. They, nobody has balanced the risks. They, nobody's done anything. Correct. They just yeah. want to down. And what's galling and why we sued the state? We just sued in federal court because nobody's got the guts. The state court appellate uh, judges, unfortunately. The governor was very diabolical. Newsom was diabolical. He did something that Michigan did not do. You know, Michigan's Supreme Court held that governor's action to be unconstitutional. Here, Newsom delegated part of his emergency powers to the chief justice of California. So all of the Court of Appeals justices, in my humble opinion, are polaxed by that. So we went to federal court and we've pointed out that Hollywood production companies in March were deemed non-essential. Then guess what happened? The lobbyists, they started spending a lot of money. We detailed all of the money they spent on the lobbyists. And lo and behold, the Hollywood production companies became essential. And we You're got- welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, Mark. <laughs> were you oh, one of those guys, got- Rob? Yeah. And by the way, the best- the best plaintiff you could ever have is ours, the Pineapple Hill woman, who's yeah. uh, Angela Barson, because she detailed in a video that went viral, 10 million views, the production company 25 feet away from her outdoor dining. They could do it. That was safe. She couldn't do it. They threatened her with closure, revoking her license and everything else. At some point, somebody's going to say what Justice Gorsuch said three weeks ago in the Roman Diocese case. 
is going to say the Constitution can take a vacation, but it doesn't take a sabbatical. And by the way, I blame the legislature because Gavin Newsom is a feckless, um, absolutely clueless um, uh, kind of a politician. He's Garcetti on steroids. But the legislature has no, absolutely no business delegating or outsourcing their job to the governor. If you're going to do that, then stop drawing a salary. If you're going to just say that this is going to become, we're we're not even talking about a one-party state, Drew. What we're talking about is no more separation of powers, no more check on the executive by the judiciary. We've outsourced everything to a dictator who obviously is now quarantining himself because his own policies have failed, just like the mayor is quarantining himself because his policies have failed. And all we've done is doubled and tripled down on stupidity. Well, and, and I sent you then I sent that article that shows that all the transmission is in the home. So Garcetti what? now is going to get it in his yeah. in his lockdown. That's where you get it, is when you're locked down with people that bring it home, which it's impossible. The, way, the study you cited uh, involved Guess how many people, right, Drew? It 10 was, million people. It was a huge study. It was five or multiple meta-analyses. And it was showing very clearly that lockdowns don't work. They make things worse. And it was it's astonishing to me that they can't adjust to currently available wisdom. It's too much. How, how do you feel? The, the, have you gotten any sort of read from the federal judge you're going to be in front of? No, he was just, uh, his honor was just assigned literally within the last couple of hours. Um, we're going to, we plan on going in shortly. And um, I'm hopeful whether, whether, you know, this is going, no matter what happens, the county will spend and the state will spend an inordinate amount of money in order to fight these things because they don't want to admit that they completely bungled this. I mean, this is the version of, Drew, if yeah. you're a doctor and you do this, you get sued for malpractice. Oh. I do something like that. I get sued for malpractice. I, I told you, Mark, oh, yeah. the, the the statement that we the, that I would absolutely excoriate residents for was when if I asked why you did that, show me the evidence, show me the data, show me the papers, give me your reasoning. If they said I had to do something, fired, get out of here. I had to do something. That is right. how you kill people. That is how you kill people. No, there's there's no accountability. There's not none. Yeah, with the, with right. these health officials. I've uh, recommended to all of my clients. I mean, I'm inundated with the restaurant tours. I mean, the, it's it's awful. In fact, I was going to tease Corolla. Every time he goes out to dinner, the county comes in and starts hammering that restaurant. Um, <laughs> you know, they hammered Mastro's today in Malibu, closed yeah. them down, revoked permits. Um, Tinor and Flats, um, uh, com- you know, has shown. Uh, by the way, that these orders are are infirm from the get go, but what has ended up happening, every doctor who I respect that I've talked to about this, if they're not in, you know, under the employee of the government, says the same thing. You don't do something just to be doing something. It's dangerous. And that's that's dangerous. Public health is doing. They not only are they doing something just to be doing something, they're lying to you. Yeah. And that is what's that's what's infuriating. And then what are they gonna do? They bury um in this nine hundred billion dollar deal, 500 million or a trillion, whatever the amount, 500 billion, I think, going to foreign countries um, and $600 to people here and the hmm. PPP funding for restaurants. We're, we've got 31,000 restaurants in LA County. Um, 
The rough estimate is that 80% of those, over 20,000 businesses, will not survive this. The, uh, the other irony, you know, right down the, I'm downtown right now, said Moses, who owns Kohl's, which is the oldest restaurant in LA, said can't do outdoor dining, right? Because it's been closed down. Yet right across the street, literally 40 feet away is a homeless encampment. And the homeless encampment, they, they drink, they eat, they do their meth um, right across the street. And they hassle his customers back when he was open, but they're exempt from this order. And you explain to me how that makes any sense. No, none of it makes sense. None of, none of I it. really do think, do you think that, Mark, and, and honestly, if they stop the lockdown tomorrow, they just say enough, everybody accept the risk. If you're not feeling good, stay home. And, and that, I mean, because I think what blows this thing out, which is what the WHO admitted and then they took back, was this asymptomatic. Uh, if you're asymptomatic, then then you're you're not contagious. And then, wait a minute, you could be. Or like, I think at a certain point, I, I don't think that that has been definitively proved that you are a risk to other people. I think people have to take a, and just say enough of this. Open up your businesses. I say call your local sheriff's department, get your get their support so they won't shut you down because there are sheriffs, uh, as you know about this, Mark, there are sheriff's uh, departments are saying we're not going to Im- impose these uh, draconian orders that are ruining businesses and that are uh, that are that are causing the um, suicides to skyrocket, uh, not just in California, uh, but all over this country. But the suicide, and, the, the suicidal ideation around adolescents now is one out of four. This is what they've done to an entire generation. Yes, it's unbelievable. And by the way, you know, we tried it. We tried this lockdown. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. It exacerbates the problem. So call an audible. Instead, they're tripling down. Newsom says, well, it's getting worse. Our ICUs are at zero. So now we're going to extend this even longer. So it's, I mean, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It it's- is. Well, let me tell you, three years ago, Mark, three years ago, they, uh, the ICUs were really crowded, too, because of the flu season. And uh, there is a limited amount of beds in California, yeah. but they weren't being overrun. But it was it was crowded. But they didn't shut society down for that. They didn't do lockdowns for it. They just said, well, let's make some more ICUs. Or right. Let's, let's they, let the, they let the medical system do its job, which is expand the beds, line up the staff, do what we're supposed to do. That's, you notice the, the ships aren't being called in, you know, the Mercy ship and all that, because the hospitals can accommodate this. And Mark, all the data you hear publicly is only about the county hospitals. Four hospitals, LAUSC, Rancho, all of you, and uh, what's the fourth? Harbor. That's it. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of private hospitals out there. They're busy, but they're they're doing their work. They're doing their job. And let's truth be told, it's a very busy time of year. This is. And, and like when, when those who are saying, like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it, well, like, well, the flu seasons, well, the flu season is, uh, there's 98% of flus, normal flu is down. Well, that, that's because everyone's wearing masks. Well, why are COVID races? It's because uh, the masks don't work. Or because, <laughs> you know, the, you know what, so what? I mean, it either works or it doesn't work. And yeah. so I think it, it's, it's like I was saying to Drew, it's, a, it's some sort of religious do- indoctrination where people, they can't admit they're wrong and, and that's it. It's like, you know, we got to throw the babies off the cliff to, to, to you know, for- Throw so in the volcano. Throw deal. the babies in the volcano. Yeah. But if, if, if it works, you see it worked. If it doesn't work, we need to throw more babies. There's no causal relationship um, to the things that they are doing in terms of helping. Um, it, in fact, the only cause is that it hinders. Remember, we shut down indoor dining 
um, months and months ago, and we're now in the worst situation we've ever been. Yet, I will tell you something. If you go down the street here to the criminal courts building or to Stanley Mosque, which is our civil building, you're going to have thousands of people a day from different households all congregating in elevators and hallways. And by the way, in the worst buildings in terms of ventilation you will ever want to see. And that's going full force at the same time that we're saying, God forbid, don't you go down, dine outdoors. I mean, it's insane. And, and Mark, you said call an audible. I, one thing I keep asking of public health is I, I keep using the same model. I'm saying, look, in 1900, when typhoid fever broke up on, broke out on Manhattan Island, they didn't shut down Manhattan Island. They went into the regions where there was typhoid fever and found the source. They found typhoid Mary and they pulled her out. Had they not done that, it would have continued no matter what shutdown they had done. Now you have situations where in Los Angeles, the African-American community, you know, is doing better than anywhere else in the country. There's seven, 9% of the population, 7% of the COVID cases. Why? Why is that happening? Let's reproduce that where it's out of control in the Hispanic community where they're just getting clobbered and no one goes in there to try to figure out why. Well, the thing that's particularly hypocritical also is there's been a wave of people just hammering the White House because of these emails about herd immunity. And at a certain point now, when you take a look at the positivity rate of the testing in L.A. County, we're the ones here through these these idiotic uh, lockdowns who are trying to uh, unintentionally create herd immunity. We have jumped from a positivity rate that was in the low single digits, where now I think I read yesterday we were at 13.8% positivity out of the people that are testing. Insanity. I know. I, I really feel like if we would just... If this nonsense of lockdowns would just stop tomorrow and people get back, you're not going to see a spike. You couldn't because you're already having, I mean, look at it already. Well, it looks like it's turning down. We'll see. I mean, only the virus knows for sure. But in the last, in California, which is the only state that hasn't turned down, right? Everything else is turning down essentially or plateauing. And we we peaked at 53,000 cases to yesterday. We were down to 37,000 cases. So today will be an important piece of data. Uh, I don't, you know, Orange County was down. L.A. County isn't reporting yet that I can find it. Uh, so we may be, you know, moving through this thing uh, anyway. There are people, everybody said it was because of Thanksgiving. And this no way. way. But yeah, it's just, it's, you know, take a look at what's happened and take a look. If you follow what they keep telling you, you'll see that you're being lied to. That's the, they, uh, they count oh, yeah. on the fact that people have no memory. That's exactly right. If you look at the at the uh, Susan, uh, well, I won't make you guys. We did this yesterday. I put up the uh, the data for the country on the cases. The, this outbreak started uh, October 11th, October 11th, and in Thanksgiving it hit a peak of around 190,000 cases, up from 50,000. So going into Thanksgiving on uh, November 24th, there were 190,000 cases. There was a downturn that they say themselves was due to less testing, less reporting. And then on December 8th, essentially a week later, 10 days later, it plateaus. No, December 3rd, it plateaus at 200,000 cases and stays there and now is falling off. Now we're at 178,000. Where is right. the no, where is this? 
They're going to somehow rejigger the numbers and say, oh, this is because of the shutdown. I mean, that's the craziness. No, they're going to say it's because of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they've used that. And then, I mean, it's just the whole thing. There isn't any time you hold them to account, which is what we do when we file these lawsuits. We call them out on it. And then when they're ordered by a judge to produce data or studies or even any kind of a observational uh, tracing, I mean, the judge begged them at a certain point, just give me something. What have you done for the last 10 months to investigate what it is that backs up the orders you're making? They don't have it. They just basically say what they tell you is we're the public health officials. Stop questioning us. You can't micromanage us. We're going to do what we do. Mark, don't you don't you agree that we should have you should tell businesses to open and say just oh, you got to open. Look, just tell your businesses officer, to open. As a, as an officer of the court, I can't advise people to uh, violate the law. But if you don't have an ABC license, um, and hypothetically uh, there's nothing else they can do to you, um, why people? I, it's like I used to say. Um, in the criminal justice system, why do people all waive time for for their speedy trial when if everybody just announced ready, the system would have to snap out of the stupor that they're in? This is the same thing here. They rely on people complying, even though people intuitively. And by the way, I don't think this is right wing left wing. Um, that's uh, the progressive that yeah. talking. I think this this the outdoor dining stupidity. Um, has kind of united people across the board that there is something fundamentally wrong with this open-ended suspension of constitutional rights and destroying people's property. Um, excuse me, Mark. I got to run. There's a benefit. I'm going to jump all on right. here Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler. Hey, Mark. What? All the best. I'm, a be- yeah, benefit Sandler's for Adam Sandler? For, well, he need, no, for firemen. We're doing it together. Oh, cool. Mark, okay. thank God. Dude, I've, I've never needed your services. I've never, I'll never need your services. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> All right, Rob. Great All to see you, man. I'll, we'll talk I'll, soon. I'll call All you soon, okay? Happy birthday, Susan. We'll talk soon. Say hi to Adam see for you. me. So, bye, buddy. So, Mark, it, it, what's the time frame of when we're likely to hear what's going on with your cases? I, uh, I'm hopeful within the next week. I, the, um, the Court of Appeal basically put it on ice. And as I said, it just it's nonsensical because yeah. the county order had already expired. So now we're, we've taken aim at the state order. Um, and hopefully within a week, we will know something. And when that, you'll be the first to know, Drew. And as far as you mentioned, the uh, non uh, not a political issue of the right or the left, these sorts of things create strange bedfellows. And to see you and Armit Dillon fighting side by side is not something I ever expected. I mean, right? Harmeet and I talk about that all the time. The, the idea that somehow we have agreed, we've gone so far to the left and so far to the right that she and I have you've, met them. You've come around. You, you've come around. Circle. It's kind of a Hegelian Marxist, I don't know, uh, dialectic. Right. It's a, it's a reverse dialectic, but it gets you to a synthesis nonetheless. Well, listen, thank you for the, the update and all the work you're doing. I appreciate you. We'll see you very soon. Uh, and, and before you go, let me just say, I'm so sorry about your mom. I, you know, I know, you know, I know. Oh, for, those who, for those who think that I minimize this, you know, my mom in all probability probably died from the COVID, um, brought into the house, uh, you know, but she was, it's interesting um, and I say this to you, Drew, because you've known uh, the family and me since high school. Um, the doctors at the time were talking about kind of easing her out with morphine. 
and COVID came along and took her out that way. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I get it. it. It reminds me of our friend Adam Carolla, who goes crazy about the CNN reports when they talk about all the people in their 90s who died of, from COVID. And right. I, and they, they uh, love to play chess and they, st- you know, all these crazy ideas that they're, that they're throwing out there. My mom liked getting uh, gussied up and everything else. But, you know, at a certain point, this has been a public health debacle. And I think we're going to look back in the not too um, uh, long future and say to ourselves, what in the hell happened? Here? I, I what, agree what? with you. I fully agree with you. And I hope we took a good, take a very long, hard look at this. And, and, and to just finish with what you were saying about your mom, it is important. The, the one thing for me that one of the things that has come out of this that could be good is if people start talking realistically about end of life, and whether they ever want nursing homes and what people's wishes are when they, if they are lucky enough to live long enough, they get chronic, severe, debilitating illnesses or dementia because it's coming for all of us. Uh, and I would, I, I'll come back and we'll discuss, you know, I read an article by the Emanuel brother who nobody knows. Um, I should say I saw that, knows. the ethicist, so-called. Yeah. Who's an oncologist out of New York who wrote an article about after 75, no heroic efforts for him. And, you know, I always... My father and I used to talk about that when, before he passed. He passed four or five years ago, and um, and he used to say, "Look, if I don't, if I'm not functioning, and I can't drive, and I can't uh, go to court, and I can't do the things that give me pleasure and yep. make me me, yep. uh, you know, put a pillow over my head." But unfortunately, I I wasn't strong enough to do that. Well, but but still, it, it, it yes, a hundred percent. That's something that we all have to think about and talk about. And I, I have to tell you, when I was you know working actively at an ICU, it was considered anathema, cruel, to put an eighty-year-old on a ventilator because the probability of living a year after being on a ventilator at advanced age was next to zero. And if you did happen to live that year. It was a nightmare, a nightmarish year, and thought to be absolutely cruel to do that to people. All of a sudden, it must be the legal system got into it somehow. All of a sudden, we're doing that all the time. I, I actually think that if you want, you know, the the two um, uh, the two grim reapers, as far as I'm concerned, are big banks and and big insurance. I think this is an insurance driven deal. You've got people who are feeding at the trough of the federal government. Mm. They know it ends life. That's all paid that a large portion of that, you know that, Drew, are people who are on the federal dole, so to speak, of the uh, medicine, which nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is when they take these heroic efforts that really have nothing to do or no correlation to quality of life, yet you run up these incredible bills yep. that the that the taxpayers have to pay, there's something that needs to be looked at there because I think there's something that's driving this that is not um, a quality of life or a a value of life. It's a value of a dollar. Well, what is it? $7 for every one spent during the last year of life for, 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 for fruitless measures, for things that do not help the person or keep them alive longer. Just do and seven. In many cases, I'd love to see a percentage in many cases with people who are not even self-aware, meaning that they, that they, they're, as you've said, it's a dementia, it's an yeah. Alzheimer's or in the yeah. grips of extreme and, and, you have to say to yourself at that point, what is what is really going on? Well, and and what I'm saying is the individuals need to leave instructions for when they get into those states. We, we need that for psychiatric management. We don't have that for when people get psychotic. And we don't really encourage people to do that for if they get a severe dementia. 
And we need to no. we need to be really clear about that for people. Hey, Drew. Without going far afield, we've got a whole problem with that. That's part of the the problem with as I'm sitting here in the, also in the epicenter of the homeless situation. Mm. We have a lot of people who are mentally ill in the throes of a psychosis running around here, but we don't deal with them because we've labeled them as homeless. And somehow we we think that we're helping them because right. they, we let them have autonomy in these mental mentally ill um, states. Fixations. And then yeah. they die. And so that's a conversation we will have on another day. But I'm going to let you go right now. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Really quick, I want okay. you to remind everybody who came later and to, uh, the heading of our show today on Twitter was Dr. Drew gets a vaccine. Oh, I got turned away by the hospital because I didn't have the right paperwork. And I'm furious. I'm so angry. Where's your papers? You got to bring your papers in. And and they treated me like that. Like, where are your papers? And stand over here. I, it was like like people are getting off on this. I, I I felt like telling the guy, do you enjoy talking to people like that? Maybe it's because your staff members have been on your hospital staff for forty fucking years. It's like <laughs> maybe you did that to them here? once. <laughs> no, he's too young for that. They were looking out for. Something. They didn't want to. They didn't want to vaccinate you on her birthday. Oh, yeah, God, no, how many doctors are trying to come in and get the vaccination though? Because I know they weren't answering the phone all weekend. I know, and well, it was just—I'm glad you didn't drive back from Laguna. Very soon. All right, Mark. Thanks so much. We will talk to you very soon. Okay, thanks, my friend. I will take a little break here, and I will come back with your phone calls. I'm sorry, those of you have been sitting on on hold. I see you. I, I'm going to get to as many, many as I can after this break. Well, I too have struggled with GI issues over the years. I have something called Lynch syndrome. So gut health is extremely important to me. And while gut health awareness has increased, it's led to a wellness trend that's inspired a host of questionable marketing and some false claims. Now you've seen the word probiotic attached to all kinds of supplements, drinks, even more. They may claim to deliver the healthy microorganisms our gut needs for proper function, but all too often the promises are in fact too good to be true. Thankfully, I became aware of a company called Seed and their flagship product, the Daily Symbiotic. Seed's Daily Symbiotic offers 24 clinically researched strains of microorganisms in a single dose. These strains support gut health and can improve regularity and relieve bloating, sometimes within as little as 24 to 48 hours. To me, what really sets Seed's Daily Symbiotic apart is the delivery system. While some products may offer the right strains, they're fragile, they rarely survive the trip through the gut, doesn't get where it needs to go, but Seed uses a capsule in capsule design that helps ensure the probiotic reaches your colon, which is where they often are needed. I've been taking Seed's Daily Symbiotic, and I really encourage you to check out their story and the science behind what they do. To try it for yourself, just go to seed.com slash Dr. Drew. Use code Dr. Drew 20 for 15% off your first month of Daily Symbiotic. That is S E E D.com slash Dr. Drew. Use code Dr. Drew 20. As we're gradually moving back to opening schools and businesses and, of course, our in-person interactions, I want to remind you, this is all time with cold and flu season getting going. Staying hydrated is key to helping your body deal with the added stress and with the upcoming flu season. My regular fans have heard me talk about a product called Hydrolyte for a long time now. It's an amazing rapid rehydration drink. It's a mix that, well, we're obsessed with here. I'm excited to announce they've just released Hydrolyte Plus Immunity, just in time for cold and flu season. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity starts with their fast-absorbing electrolytes and adds a host of immune-boosting ingredients. Each single-serve, easy-pour drink mix contains 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C and 300 milligrams of elderberry extract, 
creates what is hopefully immune-boosting formula that's high in antioxidants and zinc. Combining this with hydrolytes, seven key electrolytes, it's a fantastic way to stay proactive and properly hydrated. Hydrolyte Plus Immunity comes in convenient, easy-to-pour powder sticks that rapidly dissolve in water and make a great-tasting drink that has 75% less sugar than your typical sports drink. It uses all natural flavors, and it is gluten-free, dairy-free, caffeine-free, non-GMO, and it is vegan. And you can find Hydrolyte Plus by visiting hydrolyte.com slash Dr. Drew. Again, that's H-Y-D-R-A-L-Y-T-E dot com slash D-R-D-R-W. Be sure to use our code Dr. Drew 25 at checkout for a special discount. All right, we're back. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. We are going to get to a very quickly here a Leopold update from the great Joe Giannotti from uh, Locals. Joe, what do you got for me? Hey, I, um, I want to give you an update on um, Leopold. Go ahead. Um, the, the, one, the, the one thing that's getting worse is the inflammation um, part of the um, of the of the process now that he's in day ten? Everything else has been staying steady. Uh, however, they had upped his oxygen of four liters today, mm-hmm. um, and they are moving him into a twenty four seven monitor monitoring room at a uh, Kaiser. Right. So I actually spoke to Leopold myself today too. Um, his spirit sounded much better than I expected. He is uh, delighted that you're giving reports, Joe, and uh, endorses you continuing. I reviewed a lot of the inflammatory mediators with him. Maybe I'll bring Yogender into a call and he, he, Yo and I will both go over it, but it, 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 he's okay. He's okay. Then this seven to 10 day window is when things can get like this. Uh, and I, I feel, I feel, well, we'll see it only that, you know, these are hard things to predict, but, uh, the doctor is being very attentive. Uh, he's got lots of data and I know you've been going over that with him. He told me that I have been, I have been, and I, I think I think you know what it is. I think just being in a hospital room by yourself, yeah, is just so demoralizing and depressing. And oh. and and I will say the the locals gang. I mean, he he cannot thank that you guys enough by just the the cheerleading, the 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 posts, the the you know the well wishes are overwhelming are incredible and 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 especially you and and susan um you know just keeping up with him well we're uh, just on part a day of the team did, did, has he ever has he ever told you about the history of my relationship with him yes okay so i mean i feel a certain amount of responsibility for him uh, uh, just i don't know it just feels even more than usual <laughs> so but uh, i'm happy to keep up it's no problem no problem at all. And uh, we're just part of the team thinking about him. So I, I actually appreciate you going in there and, you know, being a very, very uh, consistent support for him and bringing the good words of everybody that supports him. So anything I'm, else, Joe, going on? No, that's pretty much it. I just want to tell you, I'm just trying to stay as strong as possible. And I'll see everyone tonight on the, the, the locals uh, Zoom chat. And uh, happy birthday, Susan. Oh, she's saying thank you, but the mic's not on. Thank you. Love you, Joe. All right, buddy. Talk soon. You're welcome. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Let's see. We got uh, Uh, Jenna. Jenna, what's going on there? Hey, Dr. Drew. Um, Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. Um, So I've called a couple of times. Uh, I live over in Utah. And... um, I know you've talked a couple times about 
like Utah and why we're doing so good. And just a side note, I think it might be that we're fairly young here in Utah. I, I was um, thinking, I was thinking a lot that. of like young families. Yes. And you're, you're spread out and you're young. I was yeah. thinking that. Yeah. And then, but of course, Susan and yeah, I, lost, I think so. Like Su Susan and I, and I watched real housewives of Salt Lake city last night and reconsidered everything we were thinking about Utah. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah. I don't, yeah, I've I've watched some of that too, and it's definitely not at all the experience I have of people here, but it is entertaining. There you go. Um, so I kind of just I wanted to talk to you about I have a lot of friends who you know they're they're really against masks, and I think just they're, they're so frustrated with COVID and everything. Now they don't, uh, you know, they're frustrated about the vaccine. They don't want the vaccine, which you know I I can get, and a lot of them are my age. I'm thirty, so you know I so I know you said so. Let's be you clear. It's reasonable, particularly at this point in time, it's reasonable for them to at least wait, at least, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right, right. And I know you said you wouldn't recommend, or you told your kids to wait, and I'm about the same age as your kids, so, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. I get that. But my my thing is, I now have friends who have taken it to the extreme. They're saying they will never vaccinate their children for anything ever oh again. Oh, boy. Um, well. And, you know, yeah, uh, so that's, so I have family members saying this and friends saying this. I'm like, I just, you know, I don't know how to kind of communicate with them. I don't know if you have any, like, All right. you know, so, so uh, here's information what, I can it, use it, to help. Here's what you got to do. You can use mm -hmm. good information to sway their opinion on very narrow topics. Like if you decide, I, I don't want my nieces not to get their measles vaccine, you can, you can use information because it's all there to help you do it. The problem is... Mm -hmm. it's, it's something called the backfire effect, which is debatable how strong it is and why it works and all, but the, let's just call it what it is, a backfire. When you convince somebody in a narrow area, they double down everywhere else. And that's kind of what's happening here with these mm -hmm. vaccines, uh, folks, you're talking about. So what I would do is try to engage these people about their worldview. Like, what is it about the information they're getting or their sense of the world? I always imagine I'm fighting with a flat earther. Like, what would you tell somebody who believes the earth is flat? Right. Well, how would you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't assail them on data. You just go, what, you know, in my world, I, I always feel like, it, like I use this kind of technique in therapies too. It's like, sheesh, if the earth were flat, trigonometry wouldn't work and calculus wouldn't work and I think those things work pretty well for me. And, you know, so what am I supposed to do mm -hmm. when all of a sudden, you know, sines and cosines uh, can't possibly be true based on your theory about the earth being flat. So for me, all of science would fall apart. What would happen to you if you, if you let go of the right. idea that the earth is flat, something like that. So something where you're, you're talking to them about their worldview and their, and why they're so distrustful. And you might get somewhere interesting that way, but there's not much else you can do. Mm -hmm. It's all Dunning-Kruger. Okay, my yeah, it's, fair. It's, it's Dunning-Kruger. Dunning-Kruger is alive and well in this country like I've never seen. Uh, Rob has a question here. I want to quickly ask about blood types. Rob, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, hey, I'm just curious. Uh, a friend told me that uh, there's a correlation between blood type and covid Symptom severity. Yes. Is that true? You, yeah, there was a study probably four months ago that uh, isolated six genetic regions that were associated with some of these inflammatory reactions. And one of them uh, was related to blood typing. And they looked a little further into that or the so-called major blood types. And they found that people with type O maybe had a little less complication and type A 
had more complication. So I'm not convinced by the mm -hmm. type O's part because that's such a common blood type. But the fact that type A might have a little tougher time of it, that that could be. That could be. Okay, great. Thanks, right. Doc. You bet, Rob. Uh, let's so see. Somebody yeah, on, yeah. on, remember the nurse that fell down after she got her vaccine? And yes. Her first thought was, yes. oh, she hates needles or yes. whatever. Yes. So everybody wants you to clarify. I, 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 I don't know details about that case. Does somebody have some information they'd like me to know? She she didn't like pain. She f she f faints from pain. Somebody said. Right. I I heard all kinds of things. I have no direct knowledge. I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it because I have no direct lined information on her except the usual stuff. People people faint after needles, whether it's a <laughs> blood draw or a vaccination or whatever. They faint all the time. It happens all the time. You'd be surprised how often it happens. Now, whether she knew she had that reaction or how often she had it, I, I don't really have the details. She I've should have been not filmed. She should have been lying down for a while afterwards. Or just laying down when she got the shot uh, so she wouldn't fall down. You know, some people have a delayed reaction, you know what I mean? And so. Yeah, but then it's it's the shot. No, it's not the shot. It's the sh literally the shot, but not the vaccine. I had people come and say, I want to post this on Locals, but we're not sure you would like it. I said, well, oh, does she hate shots? Is that the problem? And then he went, oh, I don't know, maybe. So. I like the way Caleb puts a little picture of you up there when you're I know, talking. look That's at good. There I am. <laughs> I like, That's nice. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, Joe, what's that going on That is a very well Photoshopped. Photo. <laughs> Just so you know. Hey, happy birthday, Susan. Thank there you. go. Um, That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Drew, uh, I listen to you. Uh, unfortunately you're not on every day with Adam anymore. Um, and I could touch on and ask you questions about a bunch of things. Um, I, I'm a teacher in an inner city school district, uh, in Thank Buffalo, you. New York. Um, wow. uh, don't fake me. It's an easy job, man. I'll tell you, <laughs> but, um, I've had a kid overdose, uh, that I coach in football in the suburbs. Yeah. Um, and that, that was probably the hardest thing I've survived just about everything you guys had just talked about, but, but I just get confused. My, my brother was a, an, an officer in Oakland and he retired, he moved to Arizona and now he's seeing the same things going on in Arizona, um, politically. So where all, all the Californians, Californians are sh showing up, bringing their, bringing yes, their ideas and, with and them. They're, <laughs> yes, they're voting for everything. I was going to retire with my brother. I'm I'm 40, 48 years old. And um, I just, you know, both my parents are 82 and uh, they live here, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm jumping all around. I apologize right. because, you, you know, your your discussion spurs so many thoughts in my head. I bet. And That's the idea. Uh, you you have educated me so much on this and I really appreciate it. It is um, my privilege. I and just I use, you know, the my fact that you're, Joe, the fact that you're thinking is what I appreciate. I just want you thinking about all these things. You you take the information that we've discussed and, and make it your own. You you decide what to do with all this stuff. That's great news to me. Right. Well, I I my master's is in economics and political science. Uh -huh. And uh <laughs> I'm also, you know, I'm a football coach and I know you guys, I know you played football and such. Um but uh my, my, I, my real question is, um, I, I get like the, the, the differing reports on, you know, six feet or a mask. Like, what is it? Well, I, I just, to me, it's, 
it doesn't make sense. It, I, it, it, if it does, if you think about it this way, we should be doing the things we can do to reduce risk. What I find bizarre is that we become single-minded with the mask and the distancing. There are, I, I'm going to begin talking, here, it's here, it's right here. There are things you can rinse your you can rinse your mouth out with a betadine solution. I do this twice a day, and this reduces right. risk. Right. You can use xylitol nasal spray. That reduces risk. You can use saline nasal right. sprays. Right. You can do that. I can't even think of all the things. There's all these things you can be doing that can further mitigate risk, right. and I'm for all of it. I think we should do everything that could possibly work. The zinc. The, the these things may add up, but to only focus on right. this one right. thing is, I think, what's getting people kind of upset, because because the data is variable on how effective and how much and you know uh, and you know how draconian we should be with the recommendation we should begin using everything at our disposal we should be using all kinds of things there's a lot of this this one thing this virus has done oh my wand i've got I use UVC light. I carry it with me wherever I go. This is a UVC light. And yeah, I do. And I use it all the time and it's changed my behavior. And I, I mount wash my mouth off. And I, you know, I do things because right. I think, yeah, this stuff might work. I'm not totally convinced, nor am I totally convinced right. that mask or distancing is the answer. But it's stuff right. that helps. It's helping. And and we should be doing everything that helps until I can get that damn vaccine. I I'm just so angry that I didn't get that vaccine, my friend. I'm <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so you know, angry. you guys, Ugh. I, I, I'm so incensed that I'm watching 30 year olds get the vaccine, not, not, and now they're calling me a frontline worker, but I, I don't, I don't need the vaccine. I can wait. Yes. My, my parents can't. Right. You know That's what I mean? Right. And, and, they and left these out, people and, in the nursing homes have been pushed back. Well, the nursing homes are it's, getting it's it. It's like that whole universal health care thing. Yeah. Mm, interesting. You know, but, we're going to let the old people just wither away. Well, it's it's getting complicated. Thanks, Joe, for the call. I, I got to try to get through a couple more calls here, but I appreciate all that support. Uh, 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 okay, hold on here. Uh, if I had if I had set up your COVID test, you would have had it. It's probably true. It's probably true. But believe me, I talked to a lot get, of people. You got to run the pit. You got to run it through your people. Caroline, what's going on there? Can I can I give hey, it? Hey, Dr. I, Drew. Hi, Carolyn. Can I turn it over to you, Susan? I happily would. You should. Oh, happily. But I, it's your birthday. I was trying to do this for you. I know. I failed. Well, and then I you failed. said you had you had the appointment on Saturday, and I said, well, why don't you do it? They might run out by Tuesday. So you were you spent the whole weekend calling. I know you really wanted it, and I was very excited for you. So, <sighs> but it's okay. You can wait. Whatever, like the rest of us, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. It's but just it paperwork. Me... You just didn't fill out the right forms and get. They it didn't to the send me the right. They time. didn't send me the right forms, and I, I begged them to send them to me, and they it's anyway. like it's like dealing with a phone bill. It's Thank you. Exactly. And it shouldn't be like that. Caroline, what do you got? Hey, um, happy birthday, Susan. Thank um, you. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Drew, I was wondering, my husband and I had COVID in late September. Mm -hmm. And he, so we're at the three-month mark now. And he um, has a newborn grandson who was just born this month. And the doctors, you know, told um, his parents, um, my stepson and his wife, do not let the baby um, really around people for the first two months. Okay. And so but that, really but that's, my generally, is, that's generally good policy, you know? It's not a bad idea okay. generally. Um, they're, they're very delicate in those first couple months. Was, he, was it a, a premature child? 
No, okay. no, everything was fine um, okay. with the birth. Um, so I guess my question really is, we're three months out from having COVID. Are we ever really going to be able to test what our immunity is? Or are we just going to kind of have to guess that All we're right. good for six All months right. to a year? How All does right. that work? So I'm going to, I am going to, I wonder if we could put this study up. Can we put this study up somewhere? It's a study from La Jolla, from the Scripps Institute. The article is entitled, First Detailed Analysis Just of... send me the link and I'll post the link. Okay. First Detailed Analysis of Immune Response to SARS-CoV-2 Bodes Well for COVID-19 Vaccine Development. I'll send the link. I'll and put the link what they're the looking at is the T-cell response. Now, this is what we're trying to do with Additix. And in the new year, <laughs> we're going to have these measurements where you can tell if you have cellular and or humoral immunity. So that's coming. Your, your question was, will we be able to measure it? Yes, this email thing called the Additic score. I will immediately email it to you. Um, but this so study, there will be a test for that? It's a test, yeah. It's a blood test. I just had mine redone, okay. actually. I got my blood done yesterday. Um, and uh, I hope I'm sending you the right one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Study suggests COVID survivors can have... Anyway, I'm going to send you this one anyway. Um, but uh, this study, which is the one I think I'm sending out, I hope it's the right study, shows that the immunity lasts for a long time, a long time. And it, it, there's, there's also studies that show continued cellular immunity 16 years later from SARS coronavirus 1. So the expectation is that SARS 2 is going to have a similar kind of spectrum to it. And this study showed very clearly the antibodies go up and they go down. That's always what happens. Then cellular immunity kicks in and sustains. I think you, you're guaranteed mm. immunity for six months. I say to people to say less than six months, that's insane to me. I think you're highly likely <laughs> to have immunity for a year, and you may have it well beyond that. The question will come once we have all these blood tests sort of operating over the course of the next year. Will you need a booster of some type next year? Uh, and that question has yet to be answered. But I think you can feel very confident that right now you're in good shape. That's my opinion based on currently available information. Okay? So I was really interested. Yeah, thank you. So can infants get it? And I heard you say earlier that children can't transmit it. How does, no, how does that work? No, it's not that simple. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't have the okay. binding site on their respiratory tract, so it's very unlikely for them to get it. They can get it. They don't typically get sick. They almost never die. And they can transmit it, but the degree and the age and how it's, that's still an open question. Uh, I will tell you that the United okay. States is, the European Union has not shut its schools down this entire pandemic. And they have not had transmission. Okay. Uh, what more do we, Florida, open, no transmission. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know what more people need. I, I, you know, I guess we need scientific study. I yeah. For that. So, all right. Caroline. Do we know if has, have any? Oh, do Go we ahead. know if any infants have gotten it? Or I, I, I feel confident. I don't know of specific cases, but I think to to say that some infants have gotten it is a high probability. I'm certain that some must have. But okay. what, getting it okay. at that age, though, I don't know quite what that means. Maybe they just converted. Maybe I, I don't know. But I definitely, yeah. I like the two months okay. of uh, restriction. I, I, I think infants are, I don't know, I get, they make me nervous. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you guys, I got to wrap this up. I got to go do the Fox 11 Oh, my thing. God, you know who has the cutest baby, though? Gary Smith. He oh, sent yeah. me pictures today yeah. for my birthday. 
And thanks so, everybody for the well wishes on my birthday. I really appreciate it. I always love to be on a yeah, show. Yeah, I need you guys to help me give her a good birthday because I failed. It's good. My I son failed. is making me potato sauerkraut Ugh. latkes with with sour cream That's and good. caviar downstairs for this. And then I'm going to have a drink. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, Shocking, isn't it? Yes, yes, ma'am. And then, and then we're gonna order food because we don't want to mess. Well, we already messed okay. up the. But they they're cooking for me. Good. My kids are all we have, we have so much food here for the holidays. We're all ready to hunker down and be safe for our for all our right. thanks our Christmas. All right. Well, good. And tomorrow we have the uh, Christmas sing along, right? And I got the I got the senior uh, discount at at uh, Bristol Farms today. Well so done. I bought a bunch of wine. <laughs> well done. And then tomorrow I pick up the goose. So um, we'll be busy, but. But I, I, it was a fun day. Okay, good. Really fun day. All right, good. I'm sorry that. And I I'm, you know, more. listen, you're not a failure. This is the system, and you're explaining what poor Leopold has been going through. I know. You know, I mean, yeah. that guy, that guy's been in the hospital for ten days. I'm more concerned with that than I am, you know, me getting to have go out to dinner or right. have your vaccination. You'll get your vaccination, and in the meantime, you'll just stay safe with the rest of us, and we'll be okay. I, okay. But I, you do need the freedom, though. I can't. You have to go back to work. I, I can't. <laughs> you can't deal with me. <laughs> can't do I can't. That. I can't. I mean, he's going back on Fox 11 tonight, everybody. He'll be in studio with Alex yeah. Michelson yeah. at 7 p.m. You can go to foxla.com slash live and uh, see a little more Dr. Drew uh, chatting it up with with his buddy, Alex. And, and, oh, and we're going to try to get maybe, maybe if there's time, give him his gift tonight. And so. tomorrow we're going to have a little Zoom party. If anybody likes to sing, uh, join the members on locals, drdrew.locals.com. And you can be on the Zoom meeting and sing uh, with two Jews at Christmas uh, with Josh Flagg and also Sarah Colomb. Oh, Sarah's in on this too? She's going to come out. She doesn't sing. She said she'd just be an observer. Oh my gosh. Make fun of you. Oh much. my gosh. Well, yeah. This is so be yeah. And I'm going to, I think I might call Chris Fangioli too, but Heather McDonald can't make it, but we were going to do this Christmas thing at his house. But unfortunately we were invited to dinner for Christmas somewhere and we all got COVID tests and they were negative. So we have to stay home and, and just, you know, right. chill, chill right. out. Right. Everybody was negative, just even the housekeeper. So we're good. I'm bringing her with. But we're going to celebrate um, with the Garagoses and have a nice dinner. And we're all getting uh, rapid tested at the door. Anybody who doesn't, who has it, needs to go home. Susan, I really have to go. So, so, so uh, I. And Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy birthday. We'll see you tomorrow for the sing along. Not all about me. What time is the sing along? Uh, sing along is at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Great. And I think because you said you had to go, somebody tested positive over it at um, your mom's house. So they had to move some schedules around. And, but yes, I'm is it, a, is that still working for you? Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I have to go do, I'm going to be the two bears guest in the morning. And then I'm going to do my shows in the afternoon. And then you're going to warm up so. your Ave Maria for everyone. Oh, boy. So <laughs> make sure you practice on the way, Fox, tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. Please. It's your birthday. I'll do whatever you ask me. It's all I want. Okay. Done. Okay, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. 
If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. 